All right, what's up? So I just sat down with Kevin Wong, who's the founder and creative director for Self Hired Lifestyle Co. Uh, if you don't know, that's what's behind us all. Uh, that's what makes this possible. That's what uh, is the engine behind ThinkSpace, uh, the podcast, uh, all the clothing, the apparel, uh, all the digital that we do. Uh, there's tons, and we didn't even get into it all. We just did a short little Christmas edition. Uh, it's the 24th today. Uh, tomorrow is, is Christmas. We wanted to make sure we we hit you guys every week because we know you're out there listening for and you want every podcast we get it so i just sat down with kevin and we talked the history the origin story of self-hired a little bit you know what the direction is now he told some dope stories so if you want to have a kind of a a light-hearted you know this one's a short one we just got a quick one in here on christmas eve you know make sure you check that out and uh you'll love getting to know kevin a little bit more thanks guys um kev listen man um Happy holidays. We're here. Merry Christmas. We're here, I don't know Merry why Christmas we showed to you up. Too, bro. Where's your family right now? Why are you not with your family? You know, I had to take a little break. Mm. Come see you. In between in between meals. Then go back over there. Right. Do you get all your shopping done for tomorrow? No, I'm screwed. Yeah. I'm so I'm totally screwed. So <laughs> I got uh Today's the day I all yeah, today's always the day where I'm like a last minute couple. Here's so here's how it goes for me. I either I either do all my shopping in August. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah, yeah. the twenty fourth today. <laughs> I don't know how to to do it. What's the percentage? Usually the twenty fourth today or what? Did you did one time in August and now you <laughs> I did one time in August. <laughs> <laughs> I did it one time. I did it one time. Other than that, it's been the twenty fourth. But I swear to God, twenty nineteen, August, I'm gonna start doing Christmas. Yeah. The thing is like I, for ideas, they come through me randomly throughout the year, so I just keep a note in my in my iPhone. I write it down and then boom, get it then. But August I usually is, yeah. just get it in the twenty fourth. It's a little early. Like what if they get what you, you know you thought of? Oh man! It, between those months, I just don't care. I'm like, that's on you, bro. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in. Like, don't yeah. buy anything for the next four months, okay? Yeah, just yeah, just chill. No, Anyways, but... uh, Merry Christmas, you guys will be listening to this. It's the 24th today. You guys will yeah. be listening to it on the 25th. Merry Christmas, Happy yeah. Holidays, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, uh, Happy Hanukkah. I miss anything? Just, just everything. Just, just everything. I hope everyone's having a good time with their families, uh, with their friends. Some, drinking some beverages, eating some good food. Some eggnog. Yeah. You get yeah, down with that eggnog, Kevin? No, not really, man. I'm not no? too down with the dairy, bro. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. I get that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, you know, so. so, I mean, uh, if you're listening to this, but you know what? What's well, that? I don't mind eggnog, but I don't know the last <laughs> time I drank it was either. So With Bailey's? No? I've definitely sounds good right about now. Mm-hmm. We should be having that right now. We God damn been. it. We should have. I don't know why we're not. We don't really have too many people with us today. So. Nah, it's all good because everyone's home. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, like normal people. <laughs> um, so thank you for tuning in with us today. Guys, you should be listening to this on the 26th. You guys should be listening to this in January. I don't know. If you're listening to today, guys, just thank take, you, you know, you. I appreciate no, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I really, no, really appreciate that's it. That's diehards if they're listening to it that today. That means but. that you want to hear our voices more than you want to hear, you know, Uncle Su- or Uncle fucking Maybe they just need Joe. A, maybe they need a break from that. So yeah, I get that for sure. So I'm yeah. sitting down with, with Kevin Wong. If you don't recognize the voice already, he was with us on one podcast previously with Mr. Flowetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, uh, you know, shot the shit a little bit. I wanted to get Kev for a special Christmas edition to sit down and talk a little bit about, you know, what he's formulated with, you know, self-hired brand and, and the team over the past decade. Yes. Can you call it We're a decade pretty close, now? Pretty close. <laughs> Basically, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I call it a decade. When's the first time you made, uh, first time you did a music video? Uh, our first music video was in, okay, I'd say 2010. Okay, 2010. When was your first? Because there was videos before that, though. Yeah, 2009. 2008. The very, 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 very first one, which was with a handicam and all that. It was like 2008. That's crazy. Uh, Considering but, that you're like 19 now, you're making videos when yeah, you're nine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we started early with that and, um, you know, but I'd say the first official music video, which I like to say was like, you know, really um, put us out there as a video production team, was 2010. Who was sure. the first? Uh, Heatwave. Shout out Heatwave. Shout so out Heatwave Heat was 2008 and um, 2008, 2009. And uh, me and my guy, Val, who was a major part of uh, Self Hired Productions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, Heatwave was one of the first rappers that we linked up with um, outside of a few friends and, you know, kind of like. Whatever Heatwave was one grinding at the time was working super hard. Who was out? Who was really out? Who was really really out here in two thousand eight in the Vancouver music scene? Who oh, comes wow. to mind? That was a long time ago, eh? But Who it really does wasn't. Come to mind, man. Uh, you had guys like uh, you had a lot of you know you had guys like Emotions, yep. who held um, Monday Night Live at the time. So we were super young, like eighteen, nineteen, going every week yep. to um, 
Uh, I forget where it was at, but a few different venues where he had weekly acts where like eight rappers would come through. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah. I remember a lot of faces then because you got, you know, you got Heatwave and like the Kilowatt crew, Faisal and all those guys we used to work with. You got Emotions and like all his team and a bunch of people. Um, and then you had guys like FaZe, who was someone, we, you know, we grew up with a little bit and got in the scene with. And then... Um, who else? Uh, SDK who else? by then? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, remember, uh, I remember seeing... Uh, like even like Mercules, he was only like sixteen. Oh at my the time. gosh! And he was outside spitting bars, freestyling. Just and shit. yeah, sometimes he'd be in the club too. But uh, yeah, that, that was a long time ago, <laughs> man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you got a um, decade now. He was even going under a different name, I think. Then, but no, wait, what was it? What? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty close to the name. Okay. But I, I don't exactly remember. Was so it Hercules? Gonna, oh, no, no. I don't know. I don't want to butcher. It's like Merc. Sorry, Merc. Merc, 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 Merc Mikes. Merc Mikes or something. Merc like Mikes. But yeah, but I mean, so like you know, all these. There's been so many guys in the game for so long now, so yeah, you know, yeah. it didn't come. It didn't come quick for any of these guys. But uh, yeah, so Heatwave was the first one that we kind of did a series of videos with. So we did one called Chill to '93 Till. And uh, we just like ran around Vancouver, you know, all van cityed out at the time. Can we just, YouTube these? Are these still up? Uh, that one is still up. Hell yeah. So if we had, you know, Brianna in here today, yeah. we'd be pulling we'd it pull up. We'd pull it up right now. How but um, yeah, so that, that one's still up. A bunch of them are down. So then we went to LA with Heatwave. On the way. And so I upgraded from the Handycam because I was like, you know, <laughs> I put some money together. Um, and then we got, uh, we bought something like a cinema camera with like, a bunch of stuff we didn't know how to use and a bunch of stuff we didn't need because that was right in the transition period between um, DSLRs coming out hard. Okay, right, 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 right. So, which I should have just saved half my money and bought a DSLR, but I didn't really know too much about it, Ben. And then we bought one off Craigslist. I think I spent like five grand. What? On a setup with like a rig rail system and it had like a 35 mil adapter. And then we went out to LA and we didn't know how to use it properly. We shot like five five music videos out there one at venice beach we drove one like we stayed in south central with the Blockstar crew so that's like heatwaves crew in la at the time um so status and bi and those guys shit yeah it's crazy i have God crazy damn. footage man it was during like i forget what year it was two that, that was 2010 and the lakers won we were like Kobe, we we're in the hood yeah. we heard like gunshots go off they're yeah, like yeah, we yeah. had like um like it was crazy it's like right out of a movie where like it really dope community out there. Everyone showed so much love to us. But there's like a bench press and a couch in the backyard. <laughs> Word. You know what I mean? Like Status was working on a documentary at the time called um, Between Enemy Lines. Mm. Where instead of behind enemy lines, he lived between a crip and a blood neighborhood. His mom was a blood, I believe. His dad was a crip. It was super crazy. She cooked us like food. It was like the game, but yeah. Yeah, it was super dope though. Um, but anyways, we shot a bunch of cool videos out there. And we saw a lot of things, which I have all the footage from still. Sick. Saw a lot of things that, you know, we weren't didn't think we'd be able to kind of like be involved in and see which is super cool and when we took a road trip from there from la to vegas shot a music video out there but these were all like super running gun we had no clue we we're just running around with a with one camera yeah um and yeah so that's kind of how it started with me working with a few different artists that's crazy now because we, we fast forward you know eight ten years from now or eight years from then yeah. you know like you have you know there's a full team now you guys have expanded mm -hmm. out you guys are working in you know digital and clothing like it's just yeah. like <laughs> it's tripled quadrupled up from what it was back then and you know obviously everyone's a little bit older now you've solidified yeah. your team everything's very high quality you know thank you thank you, you guys i mean well yeah we we we, we know we, what we're doing now yeah yeah you know i mean we didn't at the time and you know up until recently we probably were always kind of organically growing into something yeah and i think it takes a while for someone to go through that process of not exactly knowing the direction but still executing i think that's a big thing you just have to keep maneuvering because things come together but not not only does like your skills get better and you realize what you're good at and what you're decent at and what you're not good at mm -hmm. but also like i feel like platforms are changing so fast now mm. and just styles and trends and all that that it might take a minute for it to align. You, your skills might be up here, but maybe like your style isn't exactly what's the wave right now. Right. But in a year, you know, so that's what I'm saying. It's just mm. like, there's a lot of variables now. So the, it took us a while to kind of even figure out where our direction was. But I think at the first time with everything, you know, with, with teaming up with a, a lot more individuals now and, and our team is the foundation. What was your initial thought? Like, what was the first thought that came to you? Like, you know what? I'm going to do this. What was oh, that was definitely like... So then, like, where did, like, how did self hire like, start? Wait, wait, like, what was the self hired oh, like, easy, moment? Easy. Like, we had a few friends that rapped or wanted to be rappers. Yeah. We were like 
17, 18. Yep. 18. And uh, just out of high school, we had a house. We had a bunch of friends that hung, like lived with, you know, a bunch of us lived in a house together, you know. Yeah. Homie wanted to rap, knew some rappers, whatever, kind of got involved. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to go to school for audio engineering and I'm going to open up a studio and we're going to start a record label. Like, that's the thing. Start a record label. Yeah, Self-hired yeah. music, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm, Boom. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's where the 08 came from because that was the year where we kind of just said self-hired. Right. We didn't know what it was. It was We weren't doing music videos. We weren't doing clothes or anything like who, that. Who came up with that? Who came up with the phrase? I can't even remember, but I know me and... There's a few of us probably sitting, sitting in front of a computer playing beats and stuff and just kind of came up with it. So Yeah. Uh, but, you know, what it meant at the time was really... And it, it, it's, it stayed true to the meaning was... We didn't really know anyone. We didn't know how to do anything, but we wanted to do it. Right. So we just, we just. You hired yourselves. We hired ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. exactly. So self, you know, and a lot of people hear it, relate to it in different ways, think of it in different ways. And it's changed within what it meant to my, to me even, mm. but it's always had that core foundation of just, it's about go, like go getting, you know? Yeah. Go out there and, and get that. What comes to my mind is like, self-ownership self-responsibility mm-hmm. yeah just definitely. like going out and being like no no no, like this is this is my life and i don't necessarily I, you know the one thing for me is a lot of people kind of get lost in life and they they you know maybe get they have to commit to college early and they don't necessarily know what they're doing at that point or they have to commit to a nine to five and then sure. all of a sudden you're 25 then you're 30 then you're 35 then you're 40 where's your life go yeah right yeah. but if you take the mindset of being self-hired actually taking respons- a responsibility for your life you don't necessarily need an institution or but, yeah. a company to to put you on you can put yourself on and it might be putting yourself on might be going through some of those processes right Good point so my like as it's just always having that end goal and working and maneuvering to get to that end goal you know what i mean so right. like it might you know like it might require you working for the next 10 years but garnishing and gaining relationships that are going to like allude to something else. And on the same time, you're, you know, you're, you have your startup underneath on the side or you have your passion project on the side and, and all that. Right. So it doesn't all, all doesn't always mean like self-employed to that sense, but, right. but usually that will be somewhat of the end goal. You know, you want to see whatever you're producing, mm-hmm. you want to see the results within that. Right. But, okay. So this is, so this is 2010, not, not 2008, this is 2008 when you got the house. The house, and, the, and then I went to the Art Institute, had audio engineering. We literally, I was barely going to classes there, and I was just, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, we were a little bit not, we weren't disciplined at the time. Well, you're kids. We were kids, and I wouldn't trade it for anything, because we had a lot of fun just, like, going to the studio. Um, we had a 24-hour studio there. Crazy. And some of them were, like, million-dollar studios, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we'd go there, bring all our friends, and uh, record music. And at the same time, we started doing club promotions through a few other companies mm. and then kind of tying our branch to it. So right. just just everything from music to nightlife kind of started around then. Right. Nothing to do with clothing, nothing to do with music video, or nothing to do with production, period, yeah. right? Yeah. It was just kind of an idea, and we were trying to find a way within that. So someone told me back in the day you used to make prank videos. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's actually how I... how. So it's funny because after I went to school for audio engineering, yeah. I didn't finish it. I was, you know, halfway in. Hey, man, I'm a dropout too. It's all yeah, good. You know, but I met some cool people through it, which made me want to get into more of, uh, back into media management yep. and stuff. So, or not back into, but into media management, which also meant video production. Hmm. So in high school, we were, um, I hung with a lot of skaters and stuff like that. And we produced our own skate videos. Do you still skate? Nah, no, yeah, that was trash. You know, I, never, I, ne- I never, no, yeah, I never, I would okay. just like hang all out right. with the homies. I got you. Um, you know, but yeah, so I was I was trash. Two left feet for sure when it comes to skateboarding. But we'd film skate videos, and this was kind of the time that like Jackass, CKY, all that all that shit was in. So we were producing like skate videos with some skits and you know some pranks and stuff, right? A A F V? No, America's Funniest Home Videos. That was around the same time, right? Nah, I mean that was fucking when I was young. America's Funniest Home Videos. But there was a, there was a show called um, Maximum Exposure. Oh right, and yeah. they reached out to us because so what we would do is like we were recording this shit in high school. We had a broadcast communications and a television production thing in high school. Yeah. And, um, but we would just, again, not really go to the classes, but we would <laughs> like rent the equipment, like take the equipment from class and go shoot our own stuff over the weekends. What school is this? This is uh, Burnaby South. Burnaby South. Yes. Shout out South. Yeah. Yes, shout out South. Uh, so, um, we would produce it or we'd shoot a bunch of random clips. Really, like, it was a little before its time in the sense of we would take it cut it up to a bunch of tracks 
Oh, I would. And then put it online mm. on our website, which we had a website in like 2005. That's crazy. 2004, 2005, what? 2006. Oh like my gosh. That time. What? Um, and yeah, and then like people started hearing about it in other schools. And to download that, you would have to like, there was no YouTube at the time. So you'd have to like right click and save, save it as. to your computer ah. or like click it and sometimes it would open. And like I'd have yeah. to like create different file sizes and it would, some would look like trash, like the 50 megabytes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, we were planning on producing our own DVD. So we had segments of us talking in front of the camera about like whatever recaps of stuff. Like we had, it was crazy, man. Like, and. Did you ever make the DVD? Nah. So we had people that were like, Yo, um, you know, we might get, there's a lot of times where people would get involved in some of the videos that wouldn't be really part of the crew. Right. We'd be like, yo, you want to be in a video? And they're like, yeah, I'll do like, you know, I'll jump off that building to that bush or like, <laughs> oh, or I'll skate down that hill like this. And we'd get them to do it, film it, yeah. you know, or we just have like dope skating and whatever. And the maximum exposure hit us up and they're like, I guess they're trying to allocate footage from all these different, um, people who do the same thing yeah. for their own show. I guess because Jackass was so popular at the time or whatever. Okay, yeah. And I was like, yo, nah, we're good. Like, we're not going to take that check. Yeah, we'll pass that. Yeah, we'll pass, pass that. I was like 16. I was yeah. like, yo, we're making our own DVDs. You know what I mean? Like, we had yeah. like a guest book and like a message board online and people would like leave messages. Being so like, you had yo. a community. Yeah, somewhat, you know what yeah. I mean? It was crazy. Um, and there were ones that were doing what we were doing even bigger, but it was kind of like before it's time with that. After a while, I kind of fell to that kind of like, you know, 16-year-old, like kind of got started getting into some trouble. You started, turned down the check at 16? It started partying a little oh. bit. Kind of left it behind for a while, right? I was just, I always think back to like, yo, if we kept producing content and skits, our skits were pretty funny. And got time. on YouTube? If we would just like waited a little while and got on that first wave of YouTube, oh my maybe gosh. would have, who knows though? Like, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. all in hindsight, yeah, right? Yeah, the what if game is But it's is cool dangerous. to think of. It's yeah. cool to think of, you know what I mean? And it's all, and it. I've looked back and there's been like periods of time where I'm like, oh, you know what? That was like a little before it's time. Maybe if I executed that for a little longer, you know, so you learn from those things. Right. But, um, but yeah, yeah. So what was your, so what was your foresight on, you know, when you, okay, so you wanted to have a record label, you know, maybe a promotion company, whatever it may be, right? Like yeah, you, we had no it, clue, it's, it's right? funny, it's funny back in the day, but now yeah. as it develops, there had to be a certain point, you know, along the road where you're like, you envisioned or maybe you even didn't what self-hired is today like there had to be a point where you're like all right i want to have x y z like when we think about self-hired all the hands or all the all the places that you have your hand in yeah. there's so much so there had to be a point where you're like hey we're gonna go this direction rather than just you know wholesale clothing or whether rather than just prank videos or whatever there had to have been some pivot where you're like no no, no we actually want to make something you know that's quality. When mm -hmm. did that pivot kind of come for you guys? So are we talking about, or you don't want to talk about just like the transition with clothing? Yeah. It's just the transition with clothing. Into getting clothing in the period. Or, or just... even like, be, again, that transition has to come with like some thought of like, Oh no, no, now we're going to put out clothing. Now yeah, we're going to put out yeah, music videos. Yeah, now yeah. we're going to do this. So yeah, just kind of how the clothing came about was we were, uh, so we continued to produce music videos, which we can get back into because there's some funny stories or, yeah. you know, maybe that's another time. But, uh, as we kept producing music videos, the name self-hired productions kind of started to get some notoriety. So we started putting it self-hired in shirts. I remember seeing that on like hip hop Canada. Yeah. I that. mean, yeah. So I was working with, uh, you know, a lot of our videos were being put on hip hop Canada, but I was also filming some interviews for them mm. with Amalia at the time. So who was the Western Canadian editor for hip hop Canada at the time? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we started putting it on shirts in the videos, you know, mm. we throw it here in a T-Log video, we throw it here in a Heatwave video. Was and, that your idea originally? Um, or who was that? Yeah, it was definitely, you know what, like record label, music, videos, clothing, all that stuff was always stuff we wanted to do. Right, but did you put those in the videos and like, yo, this is our video, these are our guys, like this is the crew? Yeah, it was definitely to solidify I don't, I don't really know, you know? It was definitely to solidify. <laughs> I think we actually just put them on a shirt because we wanted to sell the shirts. Fair enough. Hustle, man. But we wanted to sell the shirts with the individuals that we were building with, right? Because right, we right, didn't know. Right, right, I didn't right. really see this at the time, but we were like, a lot of the guys who did videos with us did multiple videos with us. We um, created that personal relationship. Mm -hmm. And essentially, people thought, what is self-hired? Is it a record label? Is it a video production company? Like people weren't really sure. And I feel at that time is a little different than how it is now. Like now you can get away with that. I, I don't know if you can get a, I don't know if you can get 
Did, could you get away with that? Like, what, uh, what were you? you yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like, I'd find some people, maybe some artists might not want to wear the clothes if it's, like, over-promoting another artist or something like that. Like, I wasn't really sure. Who knows? That yep. may or may have not been the case. Um, but regardless of the fact, yeah, we started putting on shirts. And uh, I think it was, like, even our first first one, 2013, 2012? 12, yeah. 2012. And it was, like... Um, just a Supreme ripoff at the time oh, yeah. before Supreme was like, that's right. Before it came back like so hard right God, now. You should have right? rebranded that. Why didn't we bring that back? People love that. We had the five stickers though. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it wasn't a straight across at first. Mm. It was like, it was like a, a chest slap of a bunch of different stickers. Yeah. It's like that Jay-Z album. No, mm, I don't know. I no. don't think so, but okay, whatever. So that, that was pretty cool because, um, you know, that was our first time just wholesaling some shirts, finding a screen printer, <laughs> come up with a few designs, screen printing designs. How did you like learn how to design? um self-taught like <laughs> so mike uh my business partner and yep. me and we were both familiar with photoshop illustrator mike at the time wasn't familiar with illustrator and i wasn't we were just photoshop so he learned illustrator and started working with uh one of our screen printers uh at the time who's you know which is because we don't do screen printing as much anymore yep. but like owen um shout out owen so we uh we came together and started producing you know a couple different design tees yeah. which were like not bad designs you could even not, you, could, you could even pull those off today not at all i think i mean the quality was great the um we could have done a few th- you know it, it was fun it was fun yeah, and, yeah. and it worked because we started producing these limited runs no online store and selling out damn you know off the strength of the artist sort of off like yeah out of the trunk like. <laughs> <laughs> pull up yeah yeah always out of the trunk right but it was cool because we started to see all right cool and then we started to produce more then we start like, all right, we, we're, we're really limited to like skews here, so let's produce five different colorways. Right. So we've we got to see a little bit of the like underproduction and selling out to overproduction, having too many skews and not having all hitters all the time, right? Because you had too many designs, or because you just like, yeah, just you, the colorways, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like what we want, what we thought might have would work didn't work. Yeah. Um. Or you know what we didn't think would work. Yeah. Which we printed, we printed a small run of, ended up selling out right away. Yeah. You know and. It kind of is like a process where you're trying to figure that out, and then you're figuring out: Are you just trying to sell online? Are you trying to sell in stores? We we're doing like little pop-ups at clubs, and so stuff you didn't like really have direction. No, not at all. But yeah. it worked. It worked, and you know, mm. it educated us a lot, which is what we were kind of talking and about before. That's, I mean, you have, I mean, you have from 2010 till 2018, or from 2008 to 2018, because of all that work and that kind of mistrial, maybe misfires and some old tees that didn't sell, or a bunch of ones that sold out, and you didn't necessarily have the right, you know, way to maneuver or whatever. You through all that. Also, you, can, yeah. you build a grassroots movement for sure. You know also, saying? through the inconsistencies, it kind of rounded us out. So, like, as in, like, we're just talking about. So, like, '08 to like oh, 2010, we we're just trying to like record mixtapes, and I'm working with artists just recording them, yeah. right? And then from 2010 to 2013, we went heavy with the music video production. Yeah, um, I think somewhere in between, I did 40 music videos. And oh at my the gosh, time, there wasn't as many like uh viral content mm-hmm. so you got to remember like content was not at a place it wasn't where it everyone was throwing up instagram there were, i mean at the first few music videos there wasn't even instagram at the no. time instagram, i even remember instagram like, didn't have video no nah, and i remember learning a way to hack that where you can like dump so at the what? time instagram allowed you to pre- record yeah but not anything off your um you could record directly into uh you can record directly into Instagram, but I found a way to like put videos oh, save onto your files phone, onto your and, phone save and then it and upload then there, upload them as a photo, okay, and it could yeah. play video and like whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, I remember that being so whack. Yeah, because you couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't. Like, I can't remember what exactly it was, but you, you couldn't could pre-record anything or like have any like production. Like they wanted to be like organic, just like yeah, yeah, hold like it that, phone, right? like Snapchat type stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? So, um, throwback shit. Mm-hmm. But what was I saying? So yeah, I mean the platforms were just different, and you, it wasn't as easy just to like pop off on. Yeah, bunch of different on things. different things at the same time, uh, yeah. different which times. is a weird space around that time. And I found like, all it, it took a while for like the old. Some artists were used to huge budgets. Ooh, right, yep. huge grants. Um, right, and uh, people uh, used to just dump mu- uh, money into music uh, videos. I've heard some stories; it's crazy. And even like I think Factor grants around the time were like a hundred thousand. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was remember talking to Red, who's Red One from the Rascals. Yeah, uh, Kilowatt Records, who you know helped me out a lot too because his roster of artists were the ones that were hiring me to do videos at the time mm. um 
like heat wave and all them right right, so, right 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 yeah he was telling me some of the old budgets and like <laughs> it's crazy they had like bret hart in 1997 in their music videos right, who at right, that time right, was like right. the peak right yeah, so yeah, yeah 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 but um no for sure i think it's uh it's definitely a good look how walk do your do your uh walk of fame right here who who have you guys worked with over that span because i know you guys you know maybe you're not gonna go, go and say this on the street but like there has i mean there's quite a list of people that you've worked with, whether that's music videos or yeah. doing print, who who have you guys worked with over the years? At one time, I felt like we had a relationship with like everyone that was um, really producing heavy out here, right? Yeah, maybe not everyone, but there's a lot because we, you know, so Heatwave and Fazel and that crew were kind of like some of our first um, clients for videos and you know partnerships, and then like T Locason and all like the East Fan guys mm-hmm. started working with heavy. I've done videos for like Terrell Safadi, done yeah. uh, Sunreal, so yeah. uh, who's killing it now? It's crazy. They're both killing it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, all those guys uh, you just uh, mentioned are all killing it. Yeah, Snack yeah. and like his killing crew, it. so like Onyx. So he, I produced a couple of videos killing for Snack, it. and then he ended up linking up with Onyx, who are like you know the biggest yeah. like in '93 or whatever. But like <laughs> you know, Sticky Fingers of Fredo Star and stuff. But um, did a video for, with them. Uh, Checkmate a Concise. Ooh who were, you know, a whole part of that Northern Touch movement and yeah. um, some of the, you know, trendsetters for uh, rap music in Canada at, totally. like, way back in the 100%, day. 100%, yeah. So with them, I worked with, like, Bishop Lamont, who uh, Shout out Bishop signed to Dr. Lamont, yeah. Dre at the time, signed I believe. Dre Aftermath, yeah. Um, this some, actually has some fire records, actually. Yeah, I mean, it, I, um, yeah, I don't know. We're still connected with him on Instagram, but I haven't really heard the music. If you don't know who but, Bishop... No, actually, he's got some some bangers. Yeah, Dre's, yeah. Dre's produced a couple of his thing, uh, oh. of his tracks, too. Like, he's got, he got some shelves tracks. and stuff. I don't know what happened, all that. Yeah, him but, and um, Slim the Mobster, I think. There was, listen, yeah, there. if you actually go to the Aftermath roster, there's a bunch of artists there that are in Unreal that are, like, totally shelved. I remember Joel Ortiz was on there, and then... Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, before Slaughterhouse and all that, but so I'm trying to think of who else you know. We worked with like Trey Nice. We worked with. Yeah. Um, I've done a video with like Matt Brevner. Yeah, We've done videos with. I'll, I'll you know a lot of people, and if we didn't do a video, they might have been cameo in another video. Yeah, we had a good relationship with everyone. So I'm trying to think of someone. The time. There's that... definitely a million people I'm missing right now, and uh, um, but a lot of the effing stomp down guys. I, yeah. I ended up doing a lot of work with them at the time. Yeah, we started a segment called Get Off the Couch, which was like a show. With, oh, like, yeah. Uh, Craver from their crew and uh, yeah it was a cool time man so around that time we you know it was a lot of fun and you know yeah we were just grinding it out you've kind of created like a little bit of nostalgia I know at least, at least for me personally like I look back I, like I'm from the island right so we were always trying to be like Vancouver or whatever we yeah, thought that yeah. was like Vancouver to us is like New York you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the pinnacle, okay, right? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, <come from, laughs> we come from the bushes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember just, like, looking up all the local uh, hip-hop artists, and Selfire was on everything. Like, Selfire was just on it. Like, yeah. you'd always, you'd always, you have your bumper, yeah. right? Your bumper at the start of the videos and whatever. And I was like, oh, that, that's I, sick. With the little cityscape? Yeah, with the, the cityscape. That's, and and like that's that? had the, that had the uh, Supreme rip-off or whatever. Yeah, that had the color, <laughs> the color, the, yeah, the colorway too. That was, was fire. Kinda, that was yeah. fire. And that's, like, that's, that was my first, um, you know, memory, so to speak, of, of mm-hmm. Selfire hard and then to see it grow to what it is today is just is unreal well and even to see yeah it's cool to even see some of the artists that you know like i said shooting a video with sun right like sunreal and then seeing him you know uh him and his team byron yeah. and those guys yeah just catapult and they some kept kid their from vernon on, too you know? that's at, crazy at the time they were like all living in a crib together just grinding right but yeah. they were like you know dedicated same with snack like seeing someone like snack i remember we didn't know him at the time. I remember him dropping his first project in like, I don't know. I'd like to say it was like 2008 or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, we yeah, were yeah, yeah. 18. We were like just barely into the scene out here. And uh, look at him now touring Europe, touring all over the place, you know. And, and it's just cool. It's cool to see the development process with a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, they're big, They're some of the biggest on the West Coast now. I mean, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Mercury's on Sway in the Morning. You know, oh, like yeah, these guys yeah, are yeah. like really, really, truly out here. Yeah, um, super dope. Who, man, yeah. All the guys that you're mentioning, you know, like... There's tons of stories in T-Lo, between here. I'm sure like, there's, like... I'm going to have T-Lok on here with me to tell a story, tell a bunch of stories about when we were shooting all his videos. Because yeah. we've had so many, <laughs> so many stories, I can't even get started. What's, like, one of the craziest requests you've had for a music video? That's like, a good question. Like, you know, something that you, like, look back on and you're like, man, I can't believe, A, they actually asked to do that, and B, we actually did it. 
Anything come to mind? You know, like nothing, nothing crazy comes to mind, but there's definitely a lot of things that we going into a shoot had no clue what we were going to do, like how we were going to do it. Right. We would rent equipment like cranes and jibs. And this is before we didn't really have like gimbals as much. Right. So we rent out, right. what was like a 20 foot jib and I have no clue how to set it up. I got <laughs> like, shout out to like Dylan from uh, Gearbase. So they're a pretty big rental com- company out here. But at yep. the time, like, Dude, he probably hated me because I would call him, <laughs> be like, hey, uh, this broke, this monitor broke, yeah, this whatever. Um, we had funny stories. We were shooting the east side for like all T-Looks video. A lot of the cameos would be down there. And like one time we were in the alleyway, I think, and like a junkie came and just grabbed a bunch of light stands oh, and took off. Fuck. You know, we ended up getting them back. But just like all these crazy, crazy things. Yeah, East Van is a crazy um, place. I had to, like, we had to source like, like some exotic cars a couple times that were pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, like... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, nothing, nothing comes to mind like that. But I mean, like you had, um, what was that? You just had two music videos come out just like recently that had Lambos and whatnot. Yeah, you know, we did that? one. Oh, that was uh, yeah, that one for famous. So we shot that uh, at the Cedar Sky Highway, but oh we had a gosh. drone that. In. Yeah, it was like December. Dude, that was of, unreal. Yeah, that freezing was unreal. cold, droning, trying to communicate. It's it's tough. But, yeah, <laughs> yo, I'm never shooting videos and like I'm done with December. I'm just gonna take December off and like go <laughs> it's to Miami. Too cold. Yeah, you just, you just shot one. Yeah, you just shot one. It's too damn cold. Like, every year, I'm like, yo, I'm taking on no music videos in December. Then I take one and we go like we we go to the coldest places. Like we drove the other day three hours to um like Manning Park. It was like negative yeah, where the, five. Was that snowing? I don't know. I've never been out there before. Brutal. Yeah, we what were shooting heck? in the middle of uh, a frozen lake. Man, you got to go down with Jay down in Miami, man. Go shoot some videos down there. I have there. some friends down there right now. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to. I'm, trust me. I'm about to. I should have been out there right hey, now. Hey, you should but, be out there right now. Yeah. I don't know why you're here, <laughs> man. Goddamn. Um, no, that's super cool. So we did. So, okay. Yeah, we you, skipped over you, some stuff. You skipped over but, some stuff there. Let's let's yeah, let's get uh, back a little bit. Because I want to get this timeline because people don't understand the history. And you don't flex yeah. the history. Like, well, I know that in your database, you have so much, like, old school behind the scenes. You have so much stuff you could re-release. But it's just like you know the, the time or whatever what so we went oh wait then we kind of got well, yeah, to like 2013 so like we we pulled all our money together to get that camera off craigslist like five five g's okay, at the start, time yeah, yeah um five g's didn't even know how to use it Good and it was God. like outdated like a lot of that was about to be like gone. did you get hustled on the five g's uh was it worth five i mean i hustled someone later so <laughs> <laughs> no no but yeah no it was um it was just outdated and it was like way above what we needed. Right. So we, uh, when we came back from LA, we're like, ah, okay, we didn't really know, utilize everything properly, but whatever. We, we, so you essentially wasted we money. We done like five yeah. videos out of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, someone got in contact with me who, uh, my guy Primo, who had a record label at the time called Black Phoenix okay. Records, right? So he had a few guys signed. He had like Global Syndicate and uh, Zane Gold, like this singer and whatever. And he was like, wanted to hire me for some video work. And I was like, all right, cool, blah, blah, blah. And he, he had some pretty ambitious ideas. He was about to buy a whole exhibit tour at the time and a couple other guys. And he was going like, to bring them all, Raekwon, oh. all the stuff, oh. right? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so he he's like, okay, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm trying to get a new camera. I'm going to try to sell this camera and blah, blah, blah. He's like, what do you need, right? So I told him what we needed. You know, it was like some new Canon cameras that were out. He's like, all right, I'll DSLRs buy- or yeah, no? DSLRs. Yeah. He's like, I'll just buy you the cameras. I'll buy you what you need everything that you need and then oh, shoot shit. these couple of videos to pay off the camera right we're like cool i remember i was like cool good deal bought everything hell yeah because okay, that word. that changed everything and that like yeah that changed everything for sure yeah, yeah, yeah i'm yeah, super yeah. grateful for that guy and i still work with that guy today today so like we work on corporate commercials together and everything right sweet, so sweet sweet but um yeah so he bought the equipment and i think we were like we bought everything, but then me and Val figured out we were a little short on like a few things. We didn't grab like a memory card that was like three hundred bucks at the time for the memory card. <laughs> what? For, yeah, sixty-four gig. An SD card? Yes, yeah, three hundred bucks. Oh my gosh! So I remember uh, Val literally. Ha- I had like a couple hundred bucks. Val was like, "Yo, here, just I'll pay for the rest." Right? Like, we were in, like, I wasn't like I wasn't even paying Val at the time. Like, yeah. we were just he was just on it for like the yeah. you know like the that fact was, that we're growing something. Right? He's just like, "I'll come to a trip in LA, whatever, whatever." You that know was what the mean? homie. Yeah. Yeah. So we've always had a team that were like super like core foundation family and yeah. you know what i mean that's why like to this day like i wouldn't work with anyone else yeah you know they're here I mean? your team the yeah, team is yeah. solid skill sets great right but mm. it, but to have like trustworthy people around you is like yeah you know second to none but you, you know this is handled if, you, if they're there yeah definitely yeah, but totally. yeah we bought that camera and we started shooting that's when we started kind of really rolling with it mm-hmm. just shooting 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 and learning we didn't know anything really i didn't know anything it's just crazy that it's still <laughs> i mean that's the whole concept behind it right like you're self-taught yourself like the 
like you guys are kind of kind of Russ before Russ. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Russ is like you know so I just I do it all. Know, this I don't is really the know. Fifth time I think you brought yeah, Russ. I, know, so I call you out every time. I know every so time. So you know, I have a couple things I keep mentioning. Um, yeah, it's cool, but it's whatever. It's your favorite rapper. Yeah, I guess so. Right. He's white. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> those are two things those are two things things. okay um so oh yeah so from there from there where are we at now okay well we kind of already talked about like the first few shirts yep 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 so we're like way back and answer the question that you asked yeah we didn't answer was i guess the transition from the transition from clothing to like the cuttings absolutely the from from the wholesale to the actual cutting so like everything you everything the team puts their name on now or that stamp on now like Mm. is premium Especially now, like I felt at that time we were just, you know, producing to learn and, you know, some things would be done right, some things would be do wrong. And at the time we didn't care because we were still producing dope content, Yeah. but we weren't like fine tuning everything, right? So, um, versus now everything, every, literally everything is fine. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Right. And I'm trying to go back now and be like, all right, at the same time, you know, like I said, you don't want to just sit there and perfection, know, perfection, perfection, perfection. Yeah. perfection. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I get it too. But so what there was obviously uh yourself and your business partner mark mike there was obviously a, a point there we're like all right we're mm-hmm. gonna go locally sourced made in vancouver i am like i'm wearing one of them right now obviously you yeah, know yeah. amazing they're not these are not just t-shirts like well, we wanted to like learn the process more right we were wholesaling and you know we knew a good good uh we knew the workflow was screen printing now we, from overseas i'm yeah, assuming yeah, yeah for yeah. sure and so we would wholesale through other brands that we, we knew we, we knew and had connections to, or we would um, you know try to do some stuff overseas, right? And nothing mm-hmm. was coming back like how we really wanted. They always say when you like get stuff from overseas, unless you have someone over there like project managing everything, actually there you on don't the really know what you're getting. A lot of them are throwaways. Um, sizing can be an issue, right? And yep. that's just stuff that we didn't really want to go through anymore. And we knew the process of screen printing. We learned the process of design at the time. Like Crazy. I said, we were talking yeah, about, yeah, we didn't, yeah. had no clue how to like even use Illustrator or whatever. Yeah. Those like you guys are so lucky in the fact that like the avenues that you pursued is mm. exactly what is in trend and valuable now. True, true, right? Like um, instead of like having knowledge in all those little hubs right now yeah. helps a lot, especially like uh, managing projects and being able to o- oversee everything the graphic artist who's way better than me but at least i kind of can help him with the direction that we need to go or like in audio or or like yeah yeah absolutely so um but what was the point where you're like hey we're not gonna go wholesale we're gonna go cut and sew and what was that discussion we just weren't getting anything that we liked right and we were like you know what we've kind of honed the craft of learning the avenues that we're going in so let's let's produce let's try to do our own shirt right so we're like all right we had no clue how hard of a process that was. We were like, how uh, unprofitable it might be at the start because, yeah. you know, we didn't even know where to get fabric from. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why people don't do it. There's it's just, probably a lot of reasons why people don't do yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. so, I mean, we started ordering different fabrics from different suppliers and we didn't know what we were looking for and like the GSM and the weight and the quality and like GSM. the blends. Yeah, so it's like the the term for like weight and fabrics okay, cool. and stuff like that. So like something might weigh more, but like the thickness and like just the overall weight, right? right so right, 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 um right. like the t shirt wearing is like a low GSM count, but okay. like uh our first run of our shirts were like a lot thicker and heavier, right? Totally. Yeah. Um, this is way more breathable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So So how do you pick out your sorry, your mixes, like your whether it's a cotton, yeah. uh, bamboo, yeah. spandex, like how does that, how does that even work? So I, I'm terrible at making decisions. So luckily Mike is a little <laughs> yeah, bit more like OCD with that. So like, but, uh, but to give you the rundown on how he does it and, um, kind of together, we'll, we'll kind of already know what colors we're looking for mm-hmm. and we'll essentially hit up all the, you know, fabric suppliers for like, um, samples and they'll all come in like samples with like what colors they offer whatever whatever and then we'll kind of figure out like what what garment we're producing and then what kind of like weights needed and all that yeah once we kind of find the fabric we're looking for we'll order a sample roll Mm. no clue if it's going to come to actually how we want it you know it's like five meter roll right it's enough to produce like one garment (laughs) five meter roll yeah five meters yeah you'll have a little bit left over but you'll have room for like if there's some mistakes this is a sample right you're just creating your sample uh which then you have to make a pattern first, right? So you have to know, right. okay, what's the, what the kind of the measurements are. You take that sample roll, you produce that, you know, cost, you know, you're paying for labor time yeah. and sample time, Fucking which expensive. is a lot more, yeah. you know? So, you know, like to do a sample t-shirt, you might pay a few hundred bucks or whatever. Crazy. Um, for some, might, one sample tee, it might not come out the way you want it to. Yeah. So if you do like three revisions, you're paying. We've done that before, and just give or take, and you know, you might build a relationship. You might be able to do it for cheaper. I'm just to kind of let you know, like the yeah. kind of the, yeah. the yeah. range yeah. of things. Um. But then once you uh, 
find that uh once you like find the sample that you, there's nothing better though than having the perfect sample yeah okay because once you're like okay you know we've because we've had fabric that felt really nice but then once you uh sew it up and yeah. put it together it just doesn't doesn't feel good it's a little sits a little too tight it's okay. just a little, it's whatever right there, there's a million reasons right or like if will it wash different it or could, like absolutely yeah. right Damn. especially the blends totally so like having like a bamboo cotton right or having like the so what is this so this is the, this is the t2 yeah, the T2 is 94% cotton. Yeah. Organic cotton. Yeah. And then 6% spandex. Oh, how yeah. much more expensive is organic cotton yeah, than regular cotton? Bit, right? but, uh, <laughs> the quality, I mean, I, I really like those tees. They were perfect for like the summer. Oh, they're amazing. More yeah. Because the ones we did before was a, a heavier cotton yeah. with a little bit smaller percent spandex and it was really good, but it was just a little heavier. And, you, you know, it's the type of thing you wear in the summertime you're going to sweat. And right? they didn't stretch out. Yeah. Like this is like these are like yeah. these are like really nice. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying like in their form fitting, like they'll kind of like yeah. We make them a little bit slimmer, like we kind of like a more fitting shirt, but that's something that all side everyone can still wear. It's fashionable, dude. That's yeah, another sure. thing. You'll never make the perfect garment for all body sizes. Totally, right? yep. you just have to like learn that because after <laughs> the first few while, like we get our orders, we get like all our money dumped into like you know yeah. like whatever, and then <laughs> we'd be stressing out because our one buddy that's an xl that's super big doesn't fit it properly yeah. and then or like you know the he super feels tall, terrible lanky you guy, feel maybe terrible baggy in and you're just yeah. like oh man yeah. yeah we and we would always stress and i would stress and yeah but there's eight people what, what in between those two after it's produced right like, yeah you can't do anything yeah, and all your money's in yeah. it anyways right Trust me, I'm, the, I'm the king of that so yeah. i had to learn kind of just to know kind of like what you produce will fit the majority or you know will please the demo that you want to go after 100 and just kind of own that i mean yeah there's there's that guy that's a triple xl and there's that guy that is is tiny and i've bought stuff right? that like a small right like I've bought stuff where like the arms maybe are a little too long for me. I still love it, right? It is Whatever, what it is. You know? like, so, so we catered, really me and Mike catered, so our samples are like perfect for me and Mike. <laughs> and you guys are both like pretty small people, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, and then it, but it kind of works for everyone, you know, we'll, and we'll like, we'll account for that on the adjustments per grading, right? So grading is right. like per sizes and stuff like what, totally. like what gets bigger and longer, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So at one point did you go from, like how did you get shit in these fashion shows and whatnot? Like you, you guys have been on the runway. Like that's, that's uh, kind of crazy. Few, yeah, they would just contact us. We didn't really seek out for too much because you know what? Here's another thing. Here's the reason we transferred it in the cut and so is like, yeah, we liked our graphic t-shirts. They stood out way more. They were way more branded. Yeah. Uh, we They were cost effective so you can do giveaways. When artists come into town, you can do giveaways very easily. You can do giveaways online and it just doesn't cost you normally to do that. Mm -hmm. But we never felt like it was like a clothing line. Mm. We felt like it was like graphic t-shirt line like we thought it was like a merchandise line right and yeah. we you know i had a problem with saying clothing line so we've had a few fashion shows but you know i'd be out there and i'd be like i really would like we didn't produce this from scratch on our own terms right and i just felt like we wanted to do that so totally. that kind of is what sparked the whole that and wanting to like know the whole process is what sparked the transition and we mm. did that around maybe 2016 yeah but we, it takes us a long time in between to do runs mm -hmm. at that time, especially. Well, yeah, the process We took like longer. a year one time, like <laughs> on our first samples to actually produce our garments. And even this hoodie, like the hoodie we're about to drop next month. Yeah. Or uh, next week, I, I should say. Next, yeah, yeah next year. Yeah, you know what? Next year. In January. Yeah, okay? in we're January. Dropping a, we're dropping a new series in January. Yeah. And I'm super stoked on it. But it's our original sample. We did two other samples after to see if we can bring down the costs without right. detouring the quality and yeah. seeing if we can change a few things and we went back to our original sample and we're like you know we'd rather have a more expensive item but be the perfect item yeah, yeah no i totally get it for sure and i think that people are proud to pay yeah and like, we're really getting that now you know the the transition between the um the price change from like a 32.99 t-shirt to like a 55 dollar t-shirt or like a 70 dollar long sleeve 80 dollar long sleeve um we were worried at first and but we noticed what clients or what customers like how they reacted when they did yeah. the ones that bought our stuff continued to buy our stuff and mm -hmm. continued to want to buy our stuff opposed to sometimes you get the cheaper end stuff people were buying it to support they might buy right. it once are they going to continue to buy all your collections right yeah no totally and it's also like i feel like it's a disjustice to say this is a t-shirt like it has such a negative connotation <laughs> like i'm like i'm being dead ass yeah. i'm being dead serious yeah. like <laughs> or like just like saying oh you produce a hoodie because there's so many like sorry like there's so many shitty brands out there that are just like you know we'll buy a kirkland hoodie yeah and yeah. And, uh, and it and, works yeah. like, don't get me wrong especially for like 
as merchandise as merch like, that's yeah, one thing that's works, one thing works, but like yeah. as a as a as a clothing line or as a fashion line it's yeah. not just a t-shirt like it's it, like it's kind of corny to say but it is like it is a it's a piece of work it's a piece of art like yeah, in a way I right think, yeah, hell yeah so you have you guys I, I know back in the day because you're doing all these things for these different artists as you artists you'd have uh tees um you'd have uh sweaters and hoodies and pullovers and crew like all this different stuff mm-hmm. your logo has obviously changed tons you know as of right now before this hoodie drop you know you have um pretty de- minimal like we keep it pretty, pretty minimal. minimal like yeah. again like there's just one logo right here and other than that it's a very which is kind of with the times obviously yeah but i can only like i can go to the website right now or i can go to the one of the stores go to dipped mm-hmm. and buy you know, the basement that, yeah. yeah or the basement yeah. shout out the basement um and heather over there but you i can go buy a hat and i can go buy teas i can't mm-hmm. necessarily go buy all the old shit when, like why can't i get it i need that i, need I those still get all. emails for a money bag crew neck the money bag was giant, on fire like, i get those all the time the and money you know bag was we fire. We're like yo we're gonna stop producing this okay like me and mike Tyler money talk, bag is fire we're like we're gonna we weren't feeling the big busy graphic teaser stuff it, i wasn't wearing it right? i can t- i can tell like because I, you went a different you know, yeah. like i wanted yeah. the stuff that i'd wear out and i kind of changed you know it, it matured with us right? yeah absolutely but for a year i still got emails all the time hey I, or or the new era hats is a big one because oh, we had the right, big right, flat right, brim right, new era right, 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 with right. a giant monogram and we had a we had a deal with new era so we were getting them directly supplied from new era Ooh. a lot of people and they're different than the ones where people buy blank new eras and embroid themselves. Right. And These were actually new era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And um, they're pretty high quantities. Mm-hmm. But we had a cool, we had a really good plug with them. These, so, those were, were those snapbacks? No. Those uh, were fitted we caps. We did fitted first. Then we did all snapbacks. Fitted was hard back in the day. We did all snapbacks and people were like, yo, where's the fitteds? And you know, now like, you're oh, not man. seeing people and rocking then, fitteds now. Yeah, yeah. Or snap, or well, those type of snapbacks, really. Yeah. You get a few people that haven't conformed to dad hats, though, and they want those, but yeah. Ah, oh, man. I, but that, you know, anyways, that goes to say, though, the, you can't please everyone. And that's for 100%. anything, right? So you just know what you want to do and keep executing what you want to do and not really worry or just worry about the demos that's buying your stuff and yeah. not focus on any, anyone else. Because someone's going to be like, hey, I get this all the time, like, so they wanted, where, where's this or where's that? Or, hey, why don't you produce jeans? Hey, you should produce sweatpants. Hey, like. Yeah, you should do shoes. You know, you should, yeah, you, <laughs> like, you should do bomber jackets. Like, yeah, yeah, we can do, but, like, especially when we're creating it, it's not so easy, right? If we're just going to do, like, pants, yeah, we can just focus on joggers all day long, right? Yep. But then we might not be doing hoodies and hats, you know? It's just, like, until we're at that level, especially since, you know, we're micromanaging everything. Yeah, 100%. So what's coming forward here? So obviously, these these tees are still going to be available. The, the dad yeah, hats are still going to be on fire. We have fire. a few of those left. A uh, couple of those left. Now, the dad these, hats we make here, too, so all made in Vancouver. Everything's here. Everything's here right um, now. Yeah. Actually crafted here, which is crazy. Um, yeah. Handcrafted? Yeah, handcrafted. Yeah. Like, Damn. small team. They're like, yeah, yeah. Damn, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, um, super cool. And they're, they work, like, they work, like, we're pushing them right now to try to get something done for us. <laughs> and they're like, you know? They're, they're hustling. We're bringing her a bottle of wine and some chocolates. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Happy yeah. holidays. Yeah, um, yeah. She for produces sure. some really ill garments and, um, yeah. Right here in dope. Vancouver. That's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. what's the uh, rollout plan here? What's the, what's the design with these new hoodies that will be dropping next month? Okay, so. Can, you, sense- can you give me sneak peeks? Or is this, like, lo- like top secret? I mean, because the promo run, yeah, whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, we're doing black and white hoodies. Yeah. The quality's crazy, heavy, yeah. thick. Uh, super excited about those. Uh, they're not busy. We yeah. got a little monogram on them. We got a little splash of something else on them too. Okay. To add a little bit of add a little bit. So I'm super excited to drop those. Um, and then we got some stuff for spring. So. Gotcha. Yeah, we're gonna drop these limited hoodies, and we're gonna really push those. Um, but outside of the clothing, we're trying to focus on content this year too. Which totally. Think, so yeah. that leads me like perfectly into my, you know, yeah. well, like frankly, last question, cause it's the holidays and you need yeah, to, yeah, you need you to get home Christmas and get that, tomorrow, right? get so that, get that I'm eggnog to, in I you. got dinner tonight Absolutely. Like in a couple hours here. So, so, uh, we'll get out of here as a short podcast <laughs> for all the listeners, but I will say, you know, that's one of the questions that I get all the time is what is self-art? Like, obviously you guys have me on as the host of the podcast and, yeah. and you know, the amount of DMs I get is crazy. And they're like, well, what, what, what is self-art? Yeah. You know, what, what is self-art? And obviously I can go through the history and I can say, well, we make this and we make that, but what is self-art? See, and as we were talking earlier, you know how we organically just, that pathway just took us in all these different directions and we mm-hmm. didn't really narrow in and we just kind of grabbed stuff from everything and right. kind of, it led us to now where we realize is like, Essentially, we want to be a digital agency or a media company mm-hmm. that, and a clothing company. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing really in between. I feel like the media company or like, well, it'll, it, it creates everything that's within us, but we're also going to be taking on clients and working yeah. with other people and, and doing their storytelling through mm-hmm. our production team. Mm-hmm. Right. So 
it's those two things though. It's a clothing line and a media company. Right. Now underneath that media company, there's a lot of things there. Yeah, like, there's a lot I of mean, things developing right now. And like even on the promotion side, like Hush Music Party, you know, like oh, yeah. emo, and there's the events know? and all that, you know. So we're tying in through a lot of individuals that we're teaming up with, it ties in so much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you're, you're kind of giving me, you're kind of giving me the uh, the runaround the, a little bit. The, you're giving me the Cedo treatment right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, a man of many but few words. Exactly. Kev, uh, Kev has a lot of stuff on the on the on the we do we on do. the you back I mean? burner like, and the front burner. It's all of us. It's all you know, of us. Uh, this man's phone is popping off the hook, and you know, there's so many things with different artists that you go so far back, and then even today, you know, seeing the the line of progression to being like a full fledged, you know creative studio and, mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. you know what you guys are today and honing your skills off of you know these years um if i want to get if i'm like a fan you know because that's yeah. essentially what you know i was and now i'm part of the team but if i'm a fan it's i'm funny like, i remember you fanboying i remember you fanboying literally i was like when i when i first linked up you know like just over a year ago now i was like you know damn who's the um who's the cleanest Who's the cleanest production team? Who's the cleanest team? Just lifestyle or whatever it is in Vancouver. And then, you know, that nostalgia got me, you know, that nostalgia got me. I was like, oh man, they've been doing it for so long. They got to have something, right? Yeah. yeah, And, uh, and it's morphed and, and, you know, obviously our visions align and whatnot, but Mm -hmm. if I want to, if I'm a kid right now, if I'm a 16 year old kid or if I'm a 20 year old kid and I'm like, how do I help? How do I get involved? How do I internship? Are you guys looking for interns? Are you looking for people? Like, how is the team growing? Is it growing? Is it not? What's the deal? It's definitely growing. Okay. (laughs) And things are all the stars, you know, I told you how like, yeah, you might be ahead of your time and you might be behind, you might be whatever, whatever. All the stars right now are really aligning with what we want to do, yeah. what we can do, mm-hmm. and then who we know. Mm-hmm. So everything's coming together. So yeah, we're definitely looking to team up with more creatives, bring in more individuals that want to be a part of the team. Um, you know, there's a lot of passion projects we're working on, which I'm super excited about. Yep. There's a lot of work that we can also like, you know, that we're bringing to the table. So it's definitely going to be a year of, um, capitalizing on our networks and then bringing in new individuals, which I'm learning a lot from as well, right? Totally. So just going over processes and workflows and management of people is mm-hmm. a big thing this year. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, there's there'll be an email like below, <laughs> yeah, you know, the email right touch. there or uh, right there yeah, I mean, or somewhere. I mean, either Joss or uh, you know, we got our guy Kevin Hahn who will yep. be taking care. Of, Kevin's taking care of all the bookings. Yeah. Um. So if if you want to get at him, khan at selfhire.com or info at selfhire.com. We're trying to really um, put the communication towards him yep, right now. Totally. Um, while we work on the creative. Absolutely. You got to kind of differentiate those two for sure. Yeah. Um, is there anything uh, you want to say to the people? Anybody you want to shout out? Anybody you want to You know, thank? I don't want to go it too deep today. I mean, there's some stuff I wanted to talk about that we, there's just no time we, right yeah, now. Yeah, you know I get it. I mean? I'm trying to go have a few drinks right now. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just want to say, I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Uh, happy New Year's. We had an amazing year this year. And uh, I'm super excited for everything that's going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, 2019 is big. It's big. 2019 it's big. is huge. It's every year, though. Oh. Every year. But, you know, every year gets bigger and bigger. So, you're not wrong. But this year is, yeah. All right. Feeling it. All right, Kev. Thank you for the time, man. My guy. Let's, thank uh, you. Let's okay. get out of here. Let's go uh, yeah. get some eggnog. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. That's a wrap. See you guys. Cheers. Happy holidays. Yeah.